live from New York. The show that is one of the most unselfish players in league history. It's first things first. On today's show, Aaron Judge goes for 61. But is he the true home run king? Mm. And will Nick actually start a GoFundMe for Frankie Lasagna? Why didn't you just start it? I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to do it. Okay, fair enough. Meanwhile, Dolphins try to stay undefeated in Cincy. Who from the Bengals will wind up on Bruce Budless? And finally... Why is Russell Wilson beefing with Chad Powers? No one could figure out that was Eli Manning in a wig and a prosthetic face. Give me a bit enough with this. I love I'm sorry this. to start the show that, off on a I sour love that. note. Chad Powers? I haven't even introduced sorry. you guys. Well, I'm, I'm Kevin Nick Wilds alongside. Yeah. It's my job to do that. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me your Chad, Chad Powers. Chad Powers thing. more closely resembles Eli Manning than this version of Russell Wilson resembles oh, the Russell Wilson that was good. Here we go. Here we go. start the show. That was unwarranted, <laughs> unnecessary. We start with Chiefs Bucks. Oh, get these highlights off. The Bucks mean that the game will be played in Tampa Bay on Sunday night. Bucks linebacker Shaq Barrett thinks the Bucks will have an opportunity to quote dominate. His words, not mine. The Chiefs offensive line. Take a listen. Games. How different is this Chiefs offensive line from the one you guys faced in the Super Bowl two years ago? Uh, I think they. I mean. <laughs> I really don't think it's too much of a difference. I think we have a lot of favorable matchups. I think we have an opportunity to really dominate the game as long as, uh, like, I just think, yeah, we, we got an opportunity to really impose our will uh, as uh, pass rushers, as rushers, uh, this game, and we could really have, a like, a coming out party. Because I know we had six sacks uh, the other game, but we could really have a coming out party as uh, edge and as uh, edge defenders in the position group for this game. I mean, I'll be honest with you. He was holding some stuff back. Oh, yeah. He sure was. Yeah. He was. He didn't even let it all go. No fear. Yeah. What's your reaction? Well, it's friend of the show, Shaq Barry. Yeah. I really Still? enjoyed Well, I really enjoyed having him on. I hope you guys did, too, when we did, because that'll be the last time. Uh, because we don't need that type of nonsense on this show. Listen, uh, yeah, it'll be just like the Super Bowl. If between now and Sunday night, four of the Chiefs' starting offensive linemen go down with injury, as happened before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And if in that game they get more pressures on Mahomes than any other game in NFL history, or at least playoff history, as happened in the Super Bowl, no, I don't think it's going to be the same thing. I also don't think this, that Todd Bowles is going to be able to resist his natural inclinations and urge to blitz. So Bowles made his whole career on sending extra people and getting pressure that way. I think it threw the Chiefs off that in the Super Bowl, he did not do that. They were able to get pressure anyway, and it's one of the reasons the Bucks had the success that they did. But I am excited to see this matchup even more so now, and I'm excited for two reasons primarily. First one is this, Brew. This Bucks defense has dominated every quarterback they faced. True. They made Dak play one of the worst games of his life. They made Jameis play probably not one of the ten worst games of life, but a bad game. I know that's your guy, but it was a real bad Jameis game. And then this past week, it looked like Rodgers was going to get him, and then they totally shut Rodgers down for two and a half quarters. So now you have Patrick Mahomes. You know the Chiefs aren't going to be able to run the ball because nobody can run the ball in Tampa. They've been the best run defense in football for the last couple of years. Nobody's really been able to run on success uh, since Bowles has been there, but certainly since Brady and Bowles have been there. And so it's going to come down to Patrick. And it's going to come down to Patrick Mahomes, whether they blitz him or not, and whether the offensive line is good or mediocre, if he can make enough plays. Because I don't think Tampa can score 24 points. So the question is, can Mahomes score enough? 24 would have been 
plenty for you know any of the Bucks opponents thus far. Right. Nobody's been able to do it. So I'm excited for it. I do not think it's going to look like the Super Bowl, though. Uh, I don't think any Tampa Bay players are going to be punching Mahomes in the face and have it not be oh, called, okay. as we showed in that oh, highlight. Gosh. And I don't think he's going to be pressured 31 times as he was in the Super Bowl. Well, well my reaction to Shaq's comments are two words, psychological warfare. Oh, All right, he, he knew what he was doing. Oh. And he got Nick. You, you see the yeah. fire in his eyes. I'm Nick, rattled. Nick is rattled. He's upset. Well, I'm not rattled. I'm angry. Uh, okay, you're angry. But Both see, rattled, that's yeah. part of psychological warfare. He wants to get the uh, Chiefs angry because, oh, you spent, you did all this. You revamped the offensive line. Like you said, they played with two backups in the Super Bowl. And yeah. he's like, I've been watching film all week, and y'all look the same. Well, it is true. All Against right. the Colts, the offensive line didn't look good at all. That right. part is true. And that's what he's – and right, they've still only given up two sacks all year. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. It's a totally di- different – offensive line but for what one player and so and they have protected Mahomes a lot better but he is playing with their minds it's like if you got a new suit and you were like I can't wait till brew and wild see this you know I'm gonna be sharp and you hey guys you how you like the suit and we're like he's he's trying to get in their head and if they get angry you know, as athletes, you don't want to get angry. I don't know that. Because you, well, well when you played at some level, no, I'm that, sure. No, that's not what I, I no. don't know that that's necessarily. I think offensive linemen angry, it can be yeah, a good thing. You don't want to get outside of yourself. You don't want to get too emotional about things. You want to play within yourself. And I think he's trying to mess with their minds like so it. that come Sunday, I, he I can have his way Did you think it was that calculated? I didn't think it was that calculated. I think it was Shaq Barrett just being like, we've been kicking everybody's ass. We're going to do the same to them. Yeah. I, I don't think, think he watched some film and wasn't impressed. I agree with that. It felt like he, he, he was going to say meaner things. And that yeah, was the nicest version. Yep. And it came off well, kind of mean. It was psychological warfare. Uh, both quarterbacks coming off of a loss. If we can look at their head-to-head record. Eh, two wins for Mahomes. Three for Tom Brady. Yeah. Nick, somebody's got to lose. Yeah. Somebody's losing two in a row. Who losing would it be worse for, Brady or Mahomes? Oh, I think it'd be worse for Mahomes. I think it'd be worse for the Chiefs because they're in the far tougher conference. And because there's only, right now, until the Chiefs figure out if they do have an improved running game like they thought they were going to. And as the defense, they lost Willie Gay you know, to suspension. He's one of their best players. Their first-round corner rookie, the 21st pick of the draft, McDuffie, he's on IR for the time being. Right now, the Chiefs, even though it's different receiving weapons, it's kind of the same old Chiefs in this regard. There's one way to win. Mahomes got to be great. Right, like sure. That's been the story for him throughout his time there. He's had great players, great coaches, all that stuff. But you haven't been able to be like, okay, Mahomes can have a bad game and the Chiefs are going to be able to win. There was the month of football last year where that happened, but nobody thought that was long-term sustainable. The Chiefs, everyone in the Colts game played – well, I shouldn't say everyone. The defense played well enough for them to win that Colts game. The special teams wasn't great, but also, if we're being fair – wasn't a great Mahomes game. He missed MVS on an open touchdown. He didn't make the spectacular right. plays you expect him to make. I think the Bucks understand, even at 2-2, two and two, this is the hardest part of their schedule. It gets far softer from here on out. The rest of the division looks even worse than we could have imagined going into the year. I think at 2-2, two and two, they're going to feel like we're going to be an 11-win team and win this division by accident. I think if the Chiefs go to 2-2... Two and two, some questions start to creep in that otherwise, 
I don't think would exist. And so I think for the Chiefs and for Mahomes, it's a more important game. Well, questions like uh, would Mr. Unlimited and Denver, are they going to take over the No, Because they would be in first place. Well, they, they would, would actually, win as well. if they win, they they'll would be in first place, well. yeah, which, sure. which they may do. So that would be number one. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something well, Monday be morning? Monday. If oh, Denver's in Monday. first place in the AFC West? Yeah, it could happen. It also could happen that Baker's in first place in the NFC South. Like, we'll see. Like, the, <sighs> like we get wins and losses. Well, we'll see. Okay, but I am with you that it is harder. It is going to be a, a more concerning loss for the Chiefs if they lose. It's not devastating for either team. They're both still going to make the playoffs. We know that. But you mentioned it. They got a much tougher division with Kansas City. The division, I, I look, I thought New Orleans would, would do something this year. Maybe they will. But at this point, they look bad. Obviously, Carolina and Atlanta do. But here's the biggest thing. There's a cavalry coming for Tampa Bay. All right, Chris Godwin is walking through that door. Okay. And Julio Jones, I imagine, is going to walk through that door. gingerly limping through the door. <laughs> and maybe Odell Beckham Jr. might be walking. Oh, okay, we can... They're going to get help. They got people coming maybe, back. Maybe. Maybe. No, Godwin's not coming back. Godwin's not coming back. Yes. Godwin's okay, forget Julio. Back. Godwin. Yeah, that's one. And right. Godwin and Mike right. Evans. Oh, Godwin can play. I like Chris Godwin. Yeah, but the record. Okay, we all do. There's no one else coming. There's the cavalry coming. Trust me. There's no one else coming for Kansas City. On this is your side. squad. Yeah, but they've got well, okay. their kickers coming back, their linebackers uh, coming back, the, their corners the coming back. Okay. You can't just <laughs> – The kicker. But they lost well, last week's game because of the kicker. True. The, oh, hold on. Well, Can the, the, I understand I what you're saying, Brew. Can I say something a little – I don't want to say separate from who needs it more, but more predictive about this? I think Mahomes is furious about how this game went on Sunday. Not just that they lost. But the, the, the previous right. game against the Colts, the not being able to go for it before the half. We saw him yeah, get upset, upset with the enemy. They kicked the field goal inside the 10. They ran a fake field goal rather than just leaving him on the field. He has not had since week one really the oh-my-God wow moments over the last two games except for the one pass to the Watson kid against the Chargers. He's playing Brady, who was you know in the Bucks, the, the opponent for – the toughest loss of his entire professional career. I think Mahomes has a kick-ass vintage. Well, see, I'm into well it. and that's if that the, happens, I'm into it. Well, hold on. Everything you said is right. And if you come in with that attitude and still can't win against a Tampa Bay team that's not clicking offensively, that is a worse loss than it would be for the I Bucks. I can tell so that, you why I'm worried about Tom Brady and the Bucks. Sure. If the Bucks lose in a shootout, I'd be fine. My God, Brady's back. But if, it, if he loses in a 20-14 to 14 game or if Mahomes really goes off and he doesn't, I think I'm going to aggressively uh, make an offer to a former Fox employee. First, I want to show you the Brady graphic, the last three years, of where Brady has been through weeks one through three. Yeah. Two years ago, great. Last year, 10-2, and two, great. This year, uh-huh. 673 yards, 3-1. and one. So you know what I say. I'm a, you know, pretend friend of Tom Brady. A friend in need is a friend indeed. And Rob Gronkowski, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But one of us has to go down there and help out Tom Brady. The cavalry is not coming. It's either going to be you or me, friend. I'd prefer if it was Rob Gronkowski. But if he's not willing to go, I... I'm going to say this on national television. I am going to leave the show and go try to help Tom Brady because he needs more weapons. And if Gronk doesn't want to do it, I will be called to action. And I will answer that call. I I think at this point you'd be about as much help. 
I, I, the, is that so a compliment you, or insult? So all the Gronk talk is nonsense to you. Yeah. Even if he wants He's, to come back. Even if he wants to come back, I don't think. He'll help in the red zone. Of you course he that. would. I, I don't. Guys, at some point. You, first of all, you have to believe a guy when he's like, I don't have that much football left Time. anymore. He, time out. Hold on. Time, no, we called time out. Yeah. In the barbershop, he said he was going to let Tom Brady sweat it out, and then he would come back. I understand that. And I also understand that last year, Rob Gronkowski was not a significant difference maker. He wasn't. It's just the, here or there, though. The, a big play here or there. That's all. I, need. I agree. He's not going like, to light it up and be a pro bowler. But here or there, he could make a big catch. I, I think that we are I, – I, I think we're kidding ourselves if we're acting like what the Bucks need right now is an additional intermediate option at tight end. What they need right now is for the offensive line to get healthier, which it's not, except for Donovan Smith coming back. And what they need right now is people to stretch the field vertically, which they're getting back with Mike Evans. I think they win that Bucks game or the Packers game if Evans were there. And I agree with you that Godwin is an important guy to come back if he's anything like the pre-injury Godwin. I just disagree. And it makes the other guys. It makes the other guys better. Miller better. Scotty Miller's being exposed. We, all yeah, right, for I, a limited receiver. I think there's only he so much better, better Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller had his moment. He looked in the good sun. in the past. No, he had when one he was play like the number the five receiver. Game. That's fine. That, <laughs> That's what I just be. I don't think Gronk's a difference maker for Wilds. I'd love to support you, but I don't think he is. Well, it looks like I'm going down then. <laughs> uh, hey, See can ya. the Dolphins prove they're the best team in the NFL? They are undefeated. We discussed that. Nobody actually thinks that, right? I mean, the they, they top the tiers. What are you talking about? No, that was the committee likes them. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to the show. Terrell Suggs is here with us. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Undefeated Dolphins, underdogs in Cincy tonight. Two expected to play. Jalen Waddell. Dealing with a little bit of a groin issue. Also expected to play. Brew, what can the Dolphins prove with a win tonight? Look, I'm a believer in the Dolphins. I've told you guys, they are making the playoffs, all right? They've got the dark horse MVP. 
I got two as a dark horse MVP dark candidate. Horse MVP. Yeah. Now, dark horse dark is horse back yeah. It ain't like in the top three, four, five. <laughs> oh, it's I'm oh, just okay, saying. Dark you can't add dark horse. I'm MVP. just explaining he's what it is. No, no, no. You got to pick one. He's, he's either ballot. MVP he's on, candidate no. or he's dark horse MVP. Dark horse MVP candidate is like possibly yeah. maybe. No. You got to use All right. I I'm going to say dark horse MVP. All right. That's fine. I'll go with you. Five, six, or seven, or eight. Like, it's not in the top three. It's not in the top three, but after that, there you go. He's right there. He's up just, there. just keep watching. Like so they, but look, as much as I believe in Tua and the Dolphins, uh-huh. I don't feel like they're a legitimate AFC contender. Like, I got Baltimore, Kansas yeah. City, and Buffalo still ahead of them yeah. comfortably. If they win tonight, I still won't be willing to go all the way like that, but it'll be many steps in the right direction. Because, look, they Cincinnati, I know they haven't looked good. Mm-hmm. But they are going – they have Cincinnati's full attention. Yeah. I don't think they had that with Buffalo. I think Buffalo was reading their ple- press clippings, as we used to say back yeah. in the days. Watching the clips of they thought, yeah. they, Everybody was gassing yeah. them up, right? Yeah. Feeling yeah. themselves. Baltimore was up, what, 28 or 35, 21. 14, mm-hmm. whatever the yeah. score was. And so they kind of relaxed. Cincinnati is darn near playing for their season. Yeah. And, and they got a great passing game. And that's when one place Miami has struggled in, in stopping the pass. So if they beat the Bengals tonight on primetime where Burrow's been pretty good, I am going to move many feet. They'll become a dark horse contender. Yeah, many feet. But they, they, they will potentially – they'll keep growing as far they'll as an AFC contender. Yeah, they'll contend. Real they'll talk. move up, like you said. They'll, they'll move up. With many feet. I, don't, I, I think many. in a, a all-all-in game, I think, I think Buffalo beats them. I think Kansas City will beat them. And I think Baltimore will get a second shot at them, you know, and beat them. But I, I don't think – I think they win the night. It was like, all right, we got to take the Dolphins serious now. They they wanted them teams up there. You know what I'm saying? They'll get their respect. But they don't lose the night. You know, they, you know, they had a short week coming off an emotional win against a division opponent. Uh, they got a hurricane going down, going on down there. I hope everybody in Florida all right. But um, it, it, don't, it don't really give us nothing, but it's more a bigger game for the Bengals than it is right. for the Dolphins. Wilds, you seem frustrated. Okay. No, you want me ahead. to clear it up? No. I, no! Many feet already. I don't. If want, they I win the night, I will believe they can get there by the end of the season. Get like by, they can get to the way. Like by week 15, win. 16, they'll be. I'll be thinking, oh, okay, they have a shot. Okay, yeah. they Why, can what? get there. Winning the Super Bowl. Not well, if they, if they get to the Super Bowl, they yeah, they okay. have a shot to win. Here, here's the definitive statement, please. If the Miami Dolphins win tonight, we all have to say. They are the best team in the NFL. So and here's no, sorry. Here's I was why. Support you. Oh, okay. Sorry, no, I would have let you go. Yeah, go ahead. They have beaten the best coach in the history of football. They're struggling. Then they beat. Regardless, uh-huh. that's his resume. Yeah. And Mike McDaniel got a W. That's got to matter. Okay. Then he beat. Lamar Jackson, who's right now the best quarterback in football. Sorry, Mahomes, but I would have Lamar Jackson. He's the MVP. Yeah. He's the MVP. Sure. You beat him. And you had a comeback. The teams were 0-711 and when they were down 21 and entering the fourth quarter. You did it. You get credit for that. Then you beat the Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills. At home. Sure. Yeah. And it was hot. Division, I get it. Division opponent. Still counts. Yeah. And now if you go in and beat the AFC champs on a short week, in their building where they got special uniforms on, I think it would be unfair of anyone that's watching or analyzing football 
to say, eh, I don't believe. So it's it, just not fair to Mike really? McDaniel so, and those guys. So okay. It's I, not I, they're I winning everything. Okay. So okay. it absolutely would be unfair. And it's absolutely what <laughs> See, responsible people should do. See, that's not this is the, the, the It's the same reason why when, and I know this isn't apples to apples, but when UCF is undefeated, right. you don't have oh, to the say UCF. they're the best team in, co- in college football. Yeah. You don't, you, it, it, it's a win tonight for the Dolphins. Much, but no, yeah, but it's the, it's the, right. like, that's why I said it's not apples to apples. A win tonight for the Dolphins would do one thing for me. It would prove to me they are going to make the playoffs. You're already there, you there with them. I'm not yeah. yet there with them. I think that they absolutely, going into the season, I thought they'd be 9-8, and eight, the last team out. They're now 3-0. and oh. I didn't think they'd be 3-0, and oh, so it wouldn't shock me if they make right. the playoffs. But 3-0 and oh can turn into 3-2 and two like that. And 3-2, and two, you're a coin flip to make the playoffs. Okay. So, I, so a win tonight at 4-0, and oh, it's going to be hard to blow it, right? Especially when yeah. you haven't even played the Jets yet. You get them twice. Right. There's a lot of things to like about what's going on. But it would prove nothing more. And that's why you cannot get distracted by, and I know it sounds silly, a team's record as its only metric early in a season. Mm. You've got to also use logic, NFL history, right. and what I like, and you laugh at me, but what your gut tells you. Oh, and you know gosh. what your gut tells you? That until Tua Tungavailoa shows it to us yeah. in a big spot, there's five quarterbacks in the AFC I'm going to take in a game just, against him. Mm. I understand. I get it, Wilds. I, that's, I know it's frustrating. He just, just beat t- Lamar Jackson, and then he beat Josh Easy. Allen. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> what well, happened? Well, he did come out. He did. He did. Absolutely. And I'd be shocked if he could do that again. Here it is, Wilds. Exactly. This, look, if they, if they win the night, they will be atop everyone's power rankings. So I'll give you that. Which yeah. one? Power rankings. Including, including the true. tiers. They'll be atop, they're already atop the tiers. They'll stay there. But – all the people with them number one still will you know not who believe yeah. they're the best. You know team what in power NFL. rankings hey, wouldn't have the them truth. number one, and it's the one that's the most predictive: the Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl. That's mm. a, like that, that's that, fair. And I, that's you a don't fair have, you don't have to be a gambler uh, if, to, to buy into this. But it's why when they were trying to figure out how how should we pick the BCS teams or the college football playoff, and the answer is if you re, if the goal is to get the most deserving. Then have a committee and do the whole thing. If the goal is to get the best teams, then ask Vegas to do it. Tell, tell us who would be favored, one, two, three, four, and those are your best teams. So that's, it is, when it comes to in the NFL, like predicting what's going to happen and who the best teams are, that's a different conversation than who's the team of the month. Who's been the best story? Who has, you know, overachieved all these things? Like Philadelphia right now deserves massive credit for what they've done. By a lot of the the point differential, what they've done on both sides of the ball, it's like, wow, that's mm-hmm. the best team in the NFL. But nobody believes that. Nobody thinks Philadelphia's the best I team think in the NFL. Some people, I think more people believe in Philadelphia than yeah, Miami. And I want to ask yeah. you this. And I think it's because of the quarterback. Okay. So why do people believe more in Jalen Hurts than Tua? I, I I don't know. You would agree with me, though. I, I, would, I, I, I would agree with you okay. there. I would say Philly. I, I believe uh, Philly is better than Miami right now. I believe Philly's the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, I don't know why people would pick uh, Jalen Hurts over to it, but I just think everybody just like Jalen Hurts' game right now. He just lit, he just lit him up. Killing. He just, he's killing up. Now, he's on the top. Top three MVP. Well, I, right I would have, yeah, I would have him in the, up there now. Right now. Right but now. But not. I don't think he's going to be there in week 16. He may be. It depends. Top three? Woo. We'll see. We'll see. They got Jacksonville this week? 
Yeah. The, we'll see. But the Wilds, I think that what's, what's tough for the Dolphins is you can't even, yeah, but, yeah, they're 3-0, and but who have they played? They've played some right. of the best teams yes. in football. And, and, and this is where, and I guess some people would say this is where your, you know, pre-existing biases about what you thought of a player, thought of a team need to evolve. But I look at the Dolphins, I'm like, okay, what am I really impressed by? What is the, and it is impressive that Mike McDaniel, as a rookie head coach, has done what he's done. Facts. But the way they've won these games, other than the Patriots game, is not sustainable to me. Being down 21 to Baltimore mm. and then having their entire secondary go out with injuries and Tyreek Hill run wide open is mm. not sustainable. And even amidst that, there was a dropped pick by Baltimore that would have ended the game. Mm. And then having Buffalo dominate you statistically, double you up in yardage, double you up in time of possessions, but because they can't figure out end-of-game, end-of-half situations, you, you get away with that win, that's not sustainable to me. And so you right. take wins that don't feel sustainable, plus a quarterback that, let's just say, the jury is still out on, yeah. that there, is, there are a lot of people that do not believe in him, even if there are some that are starting to believe in him. And it's like, really? I'm going to say they're the best team in the league? When I don't even think they're one of the four best teams in their own conference. Okay. Like, I'm not yet convinced they're a playoff team. I think they could be. Strong I'm take, not yet convinced. Strong take. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna, I give you not credit. Really. Certainly strong. The undefeated team is really good. I, I, it's not a strong take. honest. Yeah. And real. Mars was... A hot take. It no, it wasn't. It wasn't totally. Hey, it's literally the, you gonna the think standings. You're going to the best team in football. It's I the think. standings. It's not even a take. If people want the standings, they can pull up a website. <laughs> well, they should. <laughs> Buy a local newspaper. <laughs> oh, let's talk about. It would have been a favorite segment for you to do. Yeah. Let me start. Battle start of the Alter Egos. Please. Mr. Unlimited versus Chad Powers. Eli Manning took a nerf level shot at Russ during the Manning cast. Russ fired back with this comment yesterday. Take a listen. You talking about Chad Powers? Um, yeah, you know, Chad Powers, you know. Um, I'm 3-0 and against Chad Powers, you know. Um. Well, color me shocked that Russell Wilson was aware of someone else's Internet activity. Mm. I mean, I, I would have thought maybe Russell didn't catch that. But mm. I guess, you know, screen time this week still at <laughs> averaging 10 hours You're a day. frozen out oh, Okay, sorry. Time. I'll shut up. Go ahead. Yeah. Ask me the question, bro. <laughs> Do you like Russ's response? It's supposed to be love it or hate it. Okay. And I love it. Love it. I, look, honestly, I think this response is so good. Nick, I, I think this response is so good. I think for a few moments, yeah. even you would like it. This was a great response. That's true. Chad Powers, he goes there. That was a great little skit by no, it Eli. Wasn't. Those yeah. no, it was it awesome. Wasn't. Oh, let's talk about like Chad Powers. Like okay, go ahead. Yeah, that it was, was funny. Not funny. It was terrible. And then like he those. threw a little bit at him, like I'm three and zero against, him. and they blew yeah. him out. All those wins are blowouts. Yeah. And this is why, says you understand. This is why a recent poll of adults said that Russell Wilson. <laughs> is tied with Patrick Mahomes as the most liked offensive yeah. player in the NFL. Yeah. People, People love, love Russ. Too. I don't know. Look, this is your chance to come over to Russ's side, yeah. Nick. This was a great response. It was a good response. Give him a little love. 
It was fine response. It was, it was, it was better <laughs> than most of the things Nick. he does. That means great. Because me. it actually seemed like it was authentic. Yes. It wasn't, you know, focus grouped and scripted and all of that. It was a little funny. I mean, I would throw in there those three wins, you know, two of them, like most of his, you know, time in Seattle, the defense carried him. They shut Eli out or held him to a touchdown. And the one where Seattle scored a bunch of points, Russ, uh, I think had zero touchdowns, two picks, a 54 rating. It's off the top of my head. I haven't looked it up or anything. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it's nice. Like, listen, it's fine. It's a nice moment. For Russell Wilson, and I didn't think what Eli did was out of line. I thought Eli was making a joke, and Russ took a shot back. It's yeah, but as players, it's kind of frowned upon to like Ooh. speak on another guy's money. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, you don't really do that. that. But Eli's part of he's part of the media now. You know what I'm saying? But as far as Russ's response, you know he's he's the nice guy. You know he's always the nice guy, and he kind of got to take it because he's not playing so well. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like, uh, but I wish. I wish Russ would have gave him a little bit back. Like really? You, said. So you want him to come I want, back? I want him to come a little bit. I was like, well, you know, I mean, Eli ain't got the best record all the time either. He ain't lit everybody up every year. You sure. know what I'm saying? Right. He's had some great playoff runs. Don't get me wrong. But you just uh, – I, I, I wanted Russ to kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm a little, I'm a little edgy now. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, that's not on brand, though. Yeah. That's For Russ to be edgy? Yeah. That's... I, I wish he was a little bit more. I wish he a little bit more. A little Real. bit more because it feels like, a like human being. it just feels like it's open season on Russ. It, yeah. Between, yeah, between well, the let's it is ride on this show, it's always no, open. But that's like normal. Let's ride the normal... subway commercial and the terrible play and all of it. Well, yeah. normal sports analysis is fine. But to have your former coach take a shot at you, mm-hmm. have your f- former defense take a shot at you, have another Hall of Fame quarterback take a shot at your money, right? it just seems like it's too much. And I, I would like Russ, and I hope he starts winning, and I would like to have him to have a little bit of an edge. Not a huge edge, but just because I want everyone to be authentic to who they right. are, obviously. Exactly. But just like turn up the edge just a little bit on the Madden rating. Or, exactly. I, don't, I don't think that's coming because I don't think that's the brand that he's decided is best suits him. I don't, I don't know who Russell Wilson actually is. I know who he, the character that, of Russell Wilson that he's played on television, but I don't know like who he is authentically. And I think that's why some of the teammates you know, didn't really have the connection with him. But I, can I ask a question about Eli's comments on the merits? Sure. If we really get down to it, what he was joking about, what he was implying, was the Broncos made a mistake. So here's our question for a resident Russell Wilson supporter. If the Broncos had to do it all over again, would they? They traded three starters, two firsts, two seconds, and then gave them a quarter oh, of a billion. All the, okay, I thought well, you just meant the contract. No, the, well, the, the contract. They would, if, if when they, you include the trade, absolutely. Yeah. I really believe they would. This nope. is three games, Nick. I, You're yeah. going to take three games – over an entire decade of a career where he's been a Hall of Famer for those 10 years? So you think think there's no They've been without a quarterback since Peyton Manning? Well, look, if he continues his play, of course. If he's just falling off. But he's 33 years old. He works hard. He's ambitious. He wants to be an all-time great. I got to think he's going to figure it out. He's playing in a new offense right for the first time in his career. And it's an offense that Aaron Rodgers took like a whole year to really get going in and get used to. So, I, yeah, I, I think they're I think they do with it. it. You yeah. think they, they do the whole they thing do it all again. over? He's playing, like I said, they, they trying to, he trying to mix what they want to do versus what he conducing to doing. You know right. what I'm saying? So, I think we're, everybody's hitting the panic button because it's not high-flying. It's not Russell Wilson. I think once he finally, like, all right, 
I got to I got to be Russ. I got to be me. I think I think it takes off. So when, when is it fair to be worried about Russ? When are we not allowed to say, you know what? It's early in the season. He'll figure it out. Obviously, week 18, we're like, huh, seems like they didn't make the playoffs. That didn't work. <laughs> but where would you say, all right, now I'm officially worried? Once they get eliminated from the playoffs. Like, if they, if they, right now they're 2-1-1. So it's, it's not a pretty 2-1-1. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not uh, Baltimore's 2-1-1. You know what I'm saying? But they're still 2-1-1. They're not 0-3 like the Raiders. Like, do you do that sure. trade again? You know what I mean? Do you sign Devontae Adams Devontae, again? Oh, yeah, I don't, know what I mean? Listen, right, I don't right, buy right. it. Yes, I would because I don't think Devontae Adams' play is directly related to how they're, what their record is. He hasn't right. been great the last two games. I guess I think we've already started to evaluate it because it's already the expectations have been ratcheted down by the biggest Denver Broncos proponents from the offseason. Colin had him winning the division, he's off it. Brew had him 12 and 5, he's off that. There there nobody there was an idea that the Broncos, ooh, that defense, that receiving core, also what factors into it is we didn't know what the coach was. We were like maybe the mm-hmm. coach is great and Russ there could they win the AFC? That was the conversation. That conversation is in the waste bin of history. No, it's not. I, know, I don't think it is. And, and I'm not completely off 12 and 5. Like, they're 2 and 1. They're 2 and 1. And the quarterbacks, it, it, you're right, he's not playing well. But I believe from his track record, and he's still relatively young, that he's going to get it. And then 11, 12 wins. That's See, still I, very much the way, play. I don't know that 33, 34 in November is relatively young for a quarterback his size and his style. I don't. I understand Breeze played till he was 40, but Breeze wasn't, didn't play Russell's right. style. I think the idea of, oh, Russ has 10 years of football left in him, I think that his, his size quarterback, his style of quarterback early in his career is going to age more like every quarterback we'd ever seen pre-Brady than he is Brady and Breeze. How about Brian Hoyer's 36? Young 36, mm. though, right? Brian, yeah, Brian Hoyer, young 36. That's true. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Upset alert. Uh, hey, coming up next, oh, we're back to Mahomes and Brady. Ooh, will Mahomes ever pass Brady as the GOAT? Well, this will be a hot conversation. Who's wow. us next? You gotta get seven rings. Does he need seven? Seven needs seven, seven rings. The- We're talking about the big Chiefs Bucks matchup Mahomes versus Brady. Bruise on the record saying Mahomes has GOAT potential, which for the record is copyright infringement on the baby GOAT. So you'll be hearing from my lawyers. Here's Mahomes on how long he might play. Take a listen. I want to play as long as I, I can play, and I can still have a chance to, to help the team get better. Um, obviously, um, it, it's hard to play that until you're 45 years old, and I don't want to be out there just hanging on. And I, I think you see with you see with Tom is he's still at, playing at a very high level, and I think that that's why it's hard for him to kind of give it up when you're playing at a high level. You don't want to you don't want to leave it. Um, and so uh, for for me, I'm gonna try to keep my body in the best shape possible. Um, and as long as they let me play and I can play at a high level, I'll, I'll be out there. Are you buying Mahomes can catch Brady? I think disqualifying him, saying it's impossible for him to become the greatest player ever is insane. It would be just like saying it's impossible for Giannis to do it. Of course it's not. And in fact, if you were to say, if someone were going to do it, what would the start of their career have to look like? The answer is Patrick Mahomes's. He couldn't have started any better. So he's got a long, long ways to go. But as far as what he's done up to this point, we can show you just a short list of the records or, you know, Best record ever, most yards ever, best rating ever, only guy to be in two Super Bowls this young, second youngest to ever win it, one of two quarterbacks to win Super Bowl and league MVP in his first three years. You add to that, like, okay, so Brady. Brady is most known for comebacks. Well, Mahomes 
is the closest we've ever seen to him as far as that in the postseason. Three separate double-digit playoff comebacks in the same year. The biggest Super Bowl comeback ever is Brady. The second biggest Super Bowl comeback ever is Mahomes. The second biggest playoff game comeback ever is Brady. The fourth biggest ever is Mahomes. Like, we know that. We also know that Mahomes has never had a down year. Same with Brady. Brady missed the playoffs once. Mahomes has never missed a conference championship game, but we'll see how it goes on. And the, uh, Brady, his greatness is he's played 21 full seasons, 21 seasons as a starter. He's made the conference championship game 14 times. That's 67%. Mahomes has made it 100%. And Brady's made, played 21 seasons, made 10 Super Bowls. So he makes it just under 50%. Mahomes has played four seasons and made two Super Bowls. That is 50%. Right, and Brady's won seven out of 21, so he wins the Super Bowl 33% of the time. Mahomes is one for four, so he's beneath him there 25%. So I'm not saying he's going to do it. Right. But I am, the idea that, oh, he can't do it because it's unlikely he gets to seven rings. He doesn't have to get to seven rings to become the greatest quarterback ever. To become the winningest quarterback ever, he has to. But he doesn't have to get to seven rings to become the greatest quarterback ever, so of course he can do it. That's where I'm with Nick. I reject the notion that he has to win seven. Now, it's going to come down to winning. There's no doubt. Of course. His, his numbers will dwarf Brady's, because, in part because of the way the game's played now and because Brady started off his career kind of as a game manager and all that. I mean, you can show now his numbers are, are going to crush Brady's. So I don't think he's going to need seven Super Bowl rings, okay? But he, I think he's going to need at least five. If he's got five Super Bowls, and his numbers are so far ahead of Brady's, I think you can then, there'll be a serious argument about him being the GOAT. But here's what I'll say. Two to three years ago, Coach, I thought it was probable that Patrick Mahomes would become the GOAT. They left one on the table. Today, I think it's possible, but I don't think it's probable. If you had put a gun to my head, I don't think it'll surpass Brady. But I do... I'm with Nick in that there's no way I'm writing him off, but they got to be, he got to start winning a lot. And Brady went 10 years without winning the Super Bowl and still has seven. They so let there's Jimmy leave and he had a decade in the wilderness. That's <laughs> what happened. I mean, check the record, America. Oh, it's tough. It's, tough. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it, look, to say that he could win it or, or could be the greatest of all time, yeah, he could. I mean, the, there's the outlying chance that that happens. But statistically, first five years, what, Brady won three Super Bowls in his first five years. Patrick won one. Brady's been to ten. He's won seven. He's won a Super Bowl with two different teams. He listed some of Mahomes and Brady's stats, and it was Brady here, Mahomes here. Statistically, like general statistics, yeah, every category Patrick is, is better than Tom over the course of his career, but he's also playing at a very different time, too. There's... There's not the same type of jamming receivers. There's not the way that you used to be able to hit quarterbacks and hit receivers. So it's, it's much more passer-friendly now than, than it was when, when Tom first started out. So I think there's, there's a little bit of an asterisk in that Can element. I ask you a question? Sure. Would you agree, though, that Brady early on has immediately had an advantage that Patrick never has had, which is I can play poorly and still win? That's we right. have a great defense. We have a great coordinator. I think Reed's a great coach. Belichick's, you know, arguably the greatest coach. That for Patrick, since he walked into the league, for the Chiefs to win, he has to be great. While Tom, you talk about it all the time, what do you have? One touchdown pass on the entire run in the, yeah, in, in when in your the guys' first, first, Super, Bowl? first Super Bowl? Yeah, and, and that is true. But, but I, would, I would say, too, the style that Patrick plays with versus the style that Tom plays with doesn't necessarily – 
lend itself to longevity. I was watching a bunch of Patrick's mm. big plays th this afternoon, and he's making a ton of big plays, moving out of the pocket with his feet, and, and those things are, are fantastic, but can you keep doing that as you get older? And with Tom, his game's always been in the pocket, and it's, it's been very much a, a cerebral. It hasn't had to rely on, on the athleticism of moving around. So I think that works against Patrick as well in terms of getting to the success that Tom's had. And you've got to look at the, the idea that he won with New England and then was able to win with another organization. To me, that, that's a unique aspect of, of something that Tom's done. All right, right, so my answer is emphatically no. But mm. the silver lining is it's not Mahomes' fault. It's the, there's three reasons. One is just the rules. One is the division. And one is the defense. So the rules are basically Tom Brady came up, and a lot of times he would grab that bye. Well, now a bye is missing, and Mahomes is going to have to deal with most of his career only having one bye instead sure. of two. So I think that immediately puts him back a little bit, makes the hurdle to get over a little bit harder. He's just going to have to win more playoff games when Tom Brady got a freebie a lot of the times. The second reason is that division is stacked right now, right? You've got David Carr, you've got Herbert, who's going to be there for a, a while. You've got Danger Russ, who you yeah. don't love, but still a star. <clears throat> I went back, Coach, and I looked at all the quarterbacks that Tom Brady had to go against, Jets, Bills, Dolphins, in the early part of his uh, Super Bowl runs and late. So the best triumvirate was 2003, Bledsoe, Fiedler, Testaverde yeah. won the Super Bowl. Late in his career, the best quarterbacks of, the, of that year were Tyrod, Tannehills, and Matt Moore, and Fitzpatrick for the Jets. He's never had – the Bills never had somebody like Justin yeah, Herbert. Yeah, what, what who was quarterback – wasn't there a pretty good quarterback in Pittsburgh? He was in the AFC, right? No, no it wasn't a pretty good quarterback. To win the no, I'm just no, talking about I, I get the it. Like, but if we're defining GOAT by can you win the division, okay. But, but if you can he had dominate to get through, your division. He had to get through two Hall of Fame quarterbacks Absolutely. every Holy single but, year. But there's no Justin Herbert. Like – Every yeah, one of those are in the division. Hold on, no, no, no. He's no, only talking no, no. about in the division. I'm just talking, Bill, no, I'm just talking Manning, Bills, Jets, Dolphins. And, and let's, let's just pump the brakes a little bit on Justin this, Herbert here. Let, this I is a little you early. You guys are can really I, out on but Justin Can I respond Herbert. to the, no, I'm not to down the down generalities I'm just of what you're saying there, though? That is correct, which is why judging greatest ever by simply doing a count the rings thing is so foolish. It would be the same way that if let's just leave LeBron totally out of it, let's talk about Michael Jordan 20 years ago, okay? If someone was like, well, listen, I think there's going to be a lot of things working in Jordan's favor, but when Russell won his, you know, there were only eight teams, and he only had to win one round of the playoffs to get to the finals. So how's Jordan ever going to get to the 11 rings? And the answer is he's not, and he didn't have to, and he shouldn't have had to, right? So... We have to be able to contextualize it. And if we are going to add the full context, we must also add the context of, if one were to do a political-style attack ad of Tom Brady, in the, you know, the case for Patrick Mahomes, it would be, hmm, uh, lost in the playoffs to Jake Plummer, to Mark Sanchez, lost Super Bowl to Nick Foles, lost in the playoffs to Ryan Tannehill. He did win a Super Bowl with two teams because one team decided, ah, don't really want him anymore. Lost a couple playoff games to Joe Flacco. Lost playoff games to uh, a guy in Eli Manning who's, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer now because he beat Tom Brady in those Super Bowls. If not, nobody would be making that case. Patrick Mahomes has lost playoff games to Tom Brady and the number one pick of the draft, Joe Burrow. He's never, he's never missed the playoffs. He's never had a game where it's like, my God, you, 
You let that guy beat you? Now, again, I, I think Brady's the greatest it, I think player. you put it in a great context. He lost to Tom Brady. He did lose to Tom he Brady. Lost to, <laughs> he lost to Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. He, no. he, let me say this, too, because and I'm with you on I think Mahomes got a chance. But the notion, like, he did go to a team. They won 11 games before he got there. I mean, they were good with Alex Smith. They Tom Brady. We won five. The year they still, Tom right. They withdrew Bledsoe. They won five games. Like, I, I reject the notion that Brady stepped into this great situation. I know Belichick's a great coach, but they won five games. They were 0-2 when Bledsoe. Bledsoe was a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, took and he went Patriots down and got injured and then – Brady led him. Yeah, so another version you can't of that act is like Brady didn't he help went to period. a team that went to the Super Bowl five years prior. Mahomes went to a team that had won one playoff game in. But they, seasons. they had, but they were good under Andy Reid. Yeah, they were good. Mahomes they were good. Good in the regular season. Eleven wins. And now the AFC Championship game is called the Arrowhead Invitation. Well, so. we decided that. The answer is no. Uh, hey, bud list coming up. <laughs> Who's going to be at oh. atop the bud list? We discuss next. Welcome back to the show. It is time for the Bud List. And before we get to it, I need to do a little bit of housekeeping. Wow. We get a lot of letters on the show. Odd, an odd amount of letters for the year 2022. One in your hand right yes, now. this is <laughs> So I just want to just, I thought it would be a good to read it on yeah, air. Please. To say we do get your letters please and do. we are willing to address them. Okay. The letter is from Concerned Viewer. Dear Wild. Love the show. Can you please set the record straight? Is the bud list an indictment or an inspiration? I don't know how many times we have to go over this. Thank you, Wilds. Thank, I'll answer that. It is an inspiration. <laughs> how many times? Every name it? on this list I'm pulling for. And that goes all the way back to Nick's boy, Trey Lance. I'm that's, pulling for that's Trey. That's true. I, I, right I am heartbroken about his injury. So that, thank you, Wilds. Okay. This is about inspiration, folks. Right. I'm glad so, that got cleared up. Yes. Let's get it going. Yes. All right. At number three, inspiration. Brandon Staley out in Los Angeles with, with Wild's favorite quarterback all of a sudden, Justin <laughs> Herbert. All right, the Chargers, now they're facing the Houston Texans this week. One of two un, or winless teams left in the NFL. And I do believe in that building. Head coach Brandon Staley has support. I, th I don't think he's on a hot seat in the building. But outside of the building, a lot of people looking at all those questionable fourth down they oh. downs they went for last year. Didn't make the playoffs. The defense, which was supposed to be a specialty, got worse. And now, last week, everybody's wondering, why are you leaving your quarterback with broken ribs in the game when you're down 28 with a few minutes left? So, outside of the building, I think the seat's getting hot for Staley. If they lose this, they're 1-3 in a tough division. Uh-oh. And Justin Herbert, look, I get it. He's playing with broken ribs. I, I admire the toughness. But as Coach kind of implied, look, everybody's crowning. At some point, you got to start winning. And if you step on the field, injured or not, we're going to hold you accountable. Hmm. At number two, I hate to do it, but, yeah, that's him. Oh, yeah. Jameis Winston. Thank Guys, God. What a difference a year makes. He was no, <laughs> a year no, ago. It was no difference. A year ago, smart football people were saying he was a dark horse MVP. Five and two. They that, were five you. and two. He was laying smart, and now he looks like he's back in Bruce Arians' offense. Interception was he got five and Shocking. three games. Jameis is Jameis. Look, Greg Jennings picked them to get to the Super Bowl this year. I picked them to win the division. 
A lot of people, trust me, yeah. like New Orleans, and now they're looking yeah. like they're going to be uh, fighting for a first top uh, <laughs> pick in the draft. So, Jame, look, if Jameis doesn't win this year with all the weapons he's got, I get it, Michael Thomas, a couple guys banged up, Jarvis Landry, but he's still got a lot of weapons. If he doesn't win this year, this could be his last you don't year say. as a starter. Oh, wow. He like, so he's, Put it on the ticker. So it's motivation, <laughs> Jameis, motivation. Right. All right, I still right. believe you. And at number one, let's go to Vegas. Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams. Oh, All good. right, Josh McDaniels, guys, look, I, at least Houston's got a tie. The, Ra- <laughs> the Raiders got the worst record in the, in the league. And Josh McDaniels, we all know he's a great offensive coordinator. But his head coaching career in Denver wasn't good. 11 and 20, another spy gate, and he got fired. Hey. And now he's 0 and 3 on a team that everyone, some people, smart football people or person, that's, picked them to reach the Super Bowl. That's true. And if they lose, I mean, they're probably out of it now at 0 and 3, but if they lose this, 0 and 4, yeah, uh, yeah it's, that seat might get hot for Josh McDaniels. And then Devontae, look. It's possible. I, I'm maybe a, some people think I'm out over my skis. It's possible Devontae Adams could play the rest of his career in relative, not total, Obscuring. relative anonymity. Yeah. Huh. If they're not a good team and he's not racking up the numbers he did with Aaron Rodgers, sure, that could happen. And I don't think he's written his ticket to the super, to the Hall of Fame yet. He's getting there, but he hadn't written it yet. So Pretty good I list. think it was a mistake from Devontae to leave. The, you want to go coach or am I? Well, first of all, I thought this was players under duress. I didn't know it was coaches under oh, duress. No, it's all shebang. Which is why I should jump in because, it is, as, it, as he said, it's about inspiration. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to add a player that I don't think anyone thinks right now is under duress. And this is more less about inspiration for me and more predictive. Tyreek Hill. Hmm. Wow. So Tyree Kill was unbelievable in the fourth quarter against Baltimore. Aside from that, it's been pretty quiet. Week one, he had 90 yards, but no big plays. Week three, didn't do anything. Coach made a very interesting point yesterday about trying to eliminate one of these guys, and they might go back and forth. But with Waddle dealing with an injury, and with Tyree chirping, and I think the Bengals wanting to protect Eli Apple, my guess is they go into tonight's game and say, yeah, I don't know who's going to hurt us, but I know it's not going to be Cheetah. <laughs> and I think there were a lot of us, Brew, that were concerned, or at least skeptical of, once things aren't going swimmingly, how is it going to go with Tyreek with his newfound podcast and media, all of that? We haven't seen that yet. Hmm. And I think we might start seeing that starting as early as tonight when they lose and he doesn't have a big game. Hmm. So I think Tyreek is one to watch because even though he seemingly has been part of the turnaround, if the turnaround then starts to reverse course a bit, those same reporters that are at his locker every day looking for the great quotes are going to be there still looking for the great quotes, and I'm curious to see how he handles it. Well, like that. Nick, uh, that did sound like more of an indictment yeah. than an inspiration. And knowing you, I know it was an indictment. I, I like all right? kills you don't days. want him to catch a ball tonight. Oh, all right, I got to say this, though. All you got to admit chief. it. Just about everything he said, Coach, has come to pass. I don't think early. he said two is going to be better than Mahomes, but he said he's more accurate so far. He's more accurate? I'm just saying. Right now, he's completed 71% of his passes. Mahomes is 68. 
I'm just saying, Factual, and I'm a Mahomes yeah. fan. You know yeah, that. But he's facts. But he's been right on everything. We'll see if he's right tonight. Wow, that was a good it's, take. It's so funny. If you're in Kansas City, benefit of the doubt. Leave no. Kansas City. <laughs> that's not Suddenly that's, you're mad that's the guy has true, a But Tyreek wasn't doing all this talking. He didn't have a podcast when he was in Kansas I, City. I, he wasn't doing all this talking. That's all I'm saying. But coming from you, who's like, let's everybody have fun and yeah. go do a million things. And now like suddenly said, it's like no, he's not true. focusing enough because he has a podcast. I'm simply saying <laughs> that he could come back to bite him. That's all I'm saying, but I'll let you go. Okay, I kind of Stop felt like you're simply me. saying he left Kansas City. <laughs> Leave me out of this. <laughs> Yeah, I, the the underdressed coaching list I, I don't love, but I'm actually add a, pl- a player to it. I'm not Joe Burrow, and, and here's mm. here's the main reason is when you look at his, his numbers this year versus last year, everything's down or up, and not up in a good way. So his completion percentage is down, his touchdown percentage is down, his interception percentage is up, and then you look at his quarterback rating, it's down 23 percent from from what it was last year. They start three and one. This year they have the potential to go one and three. But the most important part of it is the sack problems. Everybody looked at it and said, hey, they need to address this. The, the, the organization, the team, they need to protect him. He needs to protect himself, and he's just as responsible as those offensive linemen and everybody in that huddle for making sure that he makes good decisions and doesn't take unnecessary hits and unnecessary sacks. And, and if he does that, hmm. things will change. Now, Coach, that was more in the spirit of the bud list. I like that. I can see the inspiration you really pulling for <laughs> Joe. And and look, if if this was if we go back in time and it was a five-man list, yeah. Burrow would have been on it. He was in strong consideration. And you're right. Look, I've said it. it what's he feeling like being the hunted? Right? He's all I think going back to LSU, he was the hunter. Nobody expected a ton from him. So he's gotta he's gotta own that and accept it. And I do think we I think he's gonna have a great career, but we've crowned him too early. People have already crowned him. I know he got the Super Bowl, but still you didn't win it. You didn't win it. So I think we may have crowned him a little too early. Yeah, I'm not into crowning people too early. Um, but I'm gonna put on the baby goat. Putting the baby goat on the bud list. And again, How? well, this is deadly serious. Not actually deadly serious. I'm just being serious here. He had uh, ligament damage, and when we saw him get injured, thought, huh, he was going to be out eight weeks. There was some murmurs like maybe shut him down for the year. Then all of a sudden, it's day by day. And today we got this quote from Mike Giardi. Per sources, Mac Jones is in the facility and participating in game planning. Patriots QB has told multiple teammates to not count him out this weekend's game at Green Bay, huh? And still operating as if he has a chance. Practice scheduled 12:35. He didn't practice. But I've got to talk to Mac Jones directly. You have got a long career ahead of you. As a backup. The idea that you're going to go out there on one leg and have an injury that was supposed to go for six to eight weeks and get out there and try to play against Green Bay is a great idea. Let's go do it. Willis Reed style, limp out onto the field. And if you have to Byron left with you with your lineman carrying down the field, buddy, you got to go out and do it. Beat Aaron Rodgers, upset of the century. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, you thought you were so good beating Tom Brady the GOAT? Well, could you deal with the baby GOAT? <laughs> Let's go. You can do it. Tape them up. I'm ready for it, bro. That's a wow. serious, that's uh, my serious take on it. Again, I like the inspiration. 
I, I want to ask, like, there's no way he's playing. I don't know why he's doing it. But there is no way. And, Coach, would you even advise? They're going to get beat about 24 to 7 or 24 to 3. 11 why would you limp out there to do that? Do you think this would – I know it, the, uh, his teammates Look, would just, be like, I'm just oh, wondering what great. sources are telling him. If, if anything, it's like, oh, yeah, let's get it out there that he might play. So then you have to continue to watch film of him as okay. opposed to preparing that's, for the quarterback sense. that's actually yeah. going to play in the game. You know, any sources that you have from that area, I would take with a grain of salt, because the information you're getting is probably the information unless that they the, want. Unless you to they're have. getting it from those outside doctors that Mac went to go see, that weren't the Patriot doctors. Yeah, I mean, you're going for a second opinion, and then suddenly you're going to be able to play. That, that yeah, yeah. pretty good. Shocking. He must have maybe. Yeah, he found like, better doctors. Is he going to be? Yeah, out, he you found better doctors. Doctor. The doctor did Kevin Durant's Achilles surgery, which was excellent. We saw the whole list of the He's a great doctor. He is a He's great doctor. He's one doctor. of the best. Pretty good doctor. Who's the best? bad doctors? Aside from the guy that stabbed Tyrod Taylor. Aren't they all good doctors? <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's the real home run king? We discuss next. Oh. Welcome back to the show. Last night it became official. Aaron Judge became New York's favorite judge, overtaking Joe Judge. Congratulations, Aaron, <laughs> as he hit his 61st home run last night in Toronto. Great moment here also between Aaron's mom and Roger Maris Jr., who after the game said Aaron should be the true home run king if he hit 62. Take a listen. I think it means a lot, and it's not just for me. I think it means a lot for a lot of people, you know, that uh, he's clean, he's a Yankee, he plays the game the right way, and, uh, you know, I think it gives people a chance to look at somebody who, uh, you know, should be revered for hitting 62 home runs and not just as a, a guy who did it in the American League. He should be revered for, you know, being the actual single-season home run champ. I mean, that's really who he is if he hits 62, and uh, and I think that's what needs to happen. I think baseball needs to look at the records, and I think baseball should do something. Do you agree with Roger Maris Jr.? I do not, but I am very interested in hearing who Bronny James thinks is the greatest player ever as well. I mean, c- come on. <laughs> Listen, I, the, I understand what Roger Maris Jr. is doing. He's making the case his dad is the true home run king. Because if Judge beating his dad makes him, then his dad is. And I, and I respect that and I appreciate that. But this is not, to me, a debatable point. You want to debate, is this the greatest season ever? We can have that debate. And he has a case for it. I don't know that I'd argue it, but you have a case for it. And you can, just like you can argue, the most impressive scoring night in NBA history was Kobe Bryant's 81. In fact, I believe that. I believe it was more impressive than Wilt's 100. Good example. But what's the record? Good example. The record is Wilt's 100. And if we are, it gets very, we have to at least acknowledge the record is literally what the record is. And the record is Barry 73. And you want to put an asterisk on it, fine. We, gotta, we, we can put an asterisk on a lot of things. Put an asterisk on everything Babe did because black guys and Hispanic guys weren't allowed to play. Put an asterisk on but like they tried to do to poor Roger Maris the first time around. Well, it took him eight more games. 160. No, the record is the record. So best season ever, most impressive season, more memorable, more important, great, fine. But the, the, we can't argue about what the record is because you know how I know what the record is, Brew? There's a record book. I look it up, and it's the one listed at the top. So Barry's the record holder, and that's, yeah. to me, not even a debate. I'm with you. Look, Major League Baseball is the official arbiter of all things baseball, period. All right? They just are, and if they haven't taken 
Barry Bonds and Sosa and McGuire and those guys out, then we have to go by that. All right, it, it, it's just as simple as that. I thought they should have vacated the Astros title in 2017. I really believe that, but you know what? They didn't. So I have to recognize them as a World Series champion. And look, I, I got to keep it real too. Methamphetamines, which are a banned substance now. In 2005, MLB banned amphetamines. Those were used, those were commonplace in Major League Baseball clubhouses from like the 40s, 50s onward. I, when I covered baseball in the 90s, I saw them in the locker rooms. Guys, would they called them greenies. They would just take a handful as they're heading out to the field. Those are a banned substance now. So let's not act this notion that it just started in the late 80s and nobody was aware of it when McGuire and Canseco and those guys did. That's hogwash. So I'm not trying to put, you know, uh, some, some type of negative on all the guys in the past. I'm just saying that PEDs have been around for a lot longer than the quote-unquote steroid era that we looked at. So I'm with Nick on this. Barry Bonds is the home run king. Okay. I am not treating it like Game of Thrones. I am, I am not saying anyone's the home run king. I am just thinking I have respect for Barry Bonds, and I respect Barry Bonds' record. I also respect this record. It's kind of like when you have two kids, and your kid's like, hey, who do you love more? They always try to corner you. Right. And, like, I, and you I, know I, there's an answer. You want to tell <laughs> we all have a favorite, kids. Just so, so you. I don't, girl. But, I but don't have a favorite. Here's the question to you, Brew, because I understand totally what you're saying. The record is the record. Then if we want to go with that, like that's the record, it is what it is, then why don't we put McGuire and Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame? Because baseball writers are – sorry, go ahead. But, you asked Brew. I, well, no, look, and, and to a point, in that era when they were hitting these home runs, a lot of pitchers, maybe more pitchers than position players were doing mm-hmm. steroids. So you were going against guys who were juicing as well. But, look, I, I would put them in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so Personally, I. I'm not a voter. I would too. But I would put them in the Hall of Fame. Uh, the, well, yeah, I mean, the answer is because I, I, I believe because baseball writers and the Hall of Fame voters don't understand what the Hall of Fame is. It is a historical museum that needs to document the full history of the game and the idea that you can tell the history of the game without including this guy whose highlight we just showed who has a very strong argument that he is the single greatest player with or without steroids in the history of the game is ludicrous. But they won't do it But they because they judge it on different things. And it is because they're not in the Hall of Fame that you can then, that is, that this, is that this becomes right. a discussion. Right. Because there is already, baseball has by neglecting to put, forget McGuire and forget Sosa even, the by neglecting to put Barry bleeping Bonds and his seven league MVPs and all of these other insane records in the Hall of Fame, they are putting a mental asterisk next to everything he did, mm-hmm. which is what opens the door for all of this to happen. And again, I think that, I think sometimes when people are reaching too far, they, they miss the amazing thing that's in front of them. The New York Yankees are arguably the single most historic brand in all of sports. They are definitely the most historic, important brand in baseball. He now has the record for the Yankees and might hold it for the rest of our lives. I know he's tied with Maris. We we assume he's going to hit one more. I wish there was more focus on that, and if you want to extrapolate it to the American League, as opposed to this 
tearing down of what the guys in the late 90s and early 2000s did in service of it because I think that's silliness. Like what Judge has done this year is unprecedented and amazing and it can stand on its own. Okay. And the Triple Crown. Yeah. I mean, the that. Triple Crown would be amazing. It, it, it could be the best season ever. I think he gets to 63. That's my prediction. Okay. That, that seems very good. Okay. Hey, we're talking uh, MVP. <laughs> Josh Allen versus Lamar. Playing each other on Sunday. Strong take. Another strong take. Well, what was it? Three. Oh, 63. <laughs> oh, four minutes left in the show. We saved the spiciest cakes for last. Bill's. Headed to Baltimore on Sunday. Battle of MVP phase. It's currently Josh Allen 1, Mahomes 2. Lamar flying up the charts at 3. Lamar was Wild's pick, by the way, before the year. It should be. Was he? Yeah. Really? Lamar was his pick before the year. It's on our board. It wasn't the baby goat. No. No, it wasn't the baby goat. You say that like like how dare you? I think it was, but go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you, Wild. That's okay. I appreciate it. I was just trying to give you credit. I like that. Good pick. Drawing a blank. Another Josh Allen taking the MVP favorite. Full of them today. Is what? Yeah. Uh, I did pick Josh Allen as my preseason MVP. Uh, I think he still has a great chance to win it. But right now, to say he's the MVP is bogus. Bogus. It is Lamar Jackson. There is no, there's no doubt about that. And, and Jalen Hurts is playing great. And it's Lamar Jackson, period. He's leading the league in rushing t- or in passing touchdowns, leading the league in passer rating, averaging nine yards a carry. He's what six in the league in rushing. I mean, he's having a phenomenal year, even with the L, Nick. Lamar Jackson's the MVP at this moment. Right, and the, that's slightly different. So the MV, the betting odds is a projection. So, but so so that's fine. That's you got no problem with that. The I I do have a problem with it because. I understand that the Bills are the best team in the league by a mile, and they've earned it, you know, being the two-time defending go. Super Bowl champs. Here we go. I get it. Here comes no, the I get bitterness. <laughs> no, no, there's no bitterness. I'm just curious. The, is it okay to, you know, prefer your MVPs, know how to manage the clock at the end of games? Is it okay to prefer your MVPs, not turn the ball over a bunch? Is that okay, or is that not cool? Like the Josh Allen – might end up being the MVP. I don't know. I do know if he's going to be, he's got to clean it up. He's got three fumbles this year, including one that he lost, which kind of flipped that Dolphins game. He has two interceptions. I know one of them wasn't his fault, Collinsworth, That's but right. the other one sure was in week one. I know that he ripped the helmet off an opposing player, and we just ignore yeah, that Yeah, there might have been extenuating frustration. Yeah, you know, things get grabbed at the bottom of the pile. That's happened before. I'm not used to quarterbacks doing that. I saw uh, Mason Rudolph do that once to a player, and then he got conked on the Ooh. head with a helmet. I just the, – the end of the, – the Dolphins game in and of itself should be at least for the time being, if we are ranking MVPs right now, you would have Lamar ahead of him. You mentioned Jalen Hurts would be ahead of him. Mahomes would be ahead of him. Like, if would we want to – Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, there's no maybe about yeah. it. There's no maybe there's, about there's it. There's like, a maybe. So, yeah, I, so I'm, I'm – I get it. He, he, of course he'll win it. Just like, of course the Bills will win the Super Bowl. They're the best. But I just – you know, I think he needs to clean it up a bit. All right. I'm going to have a definitive take here. Okay. Again. Yeah. I've been hot. You wild a strong show. Heck of a show for you. We got 45 seconds left. We'll spend 10 seconds talking yeah. about my yeah. takes the show. Yeah. Whoever loses this game 
disqualified from the MVP conversation. Wait, wait, you cannot, wait, you wait, cannot wait, go head wait, to head. Wait. You cannot go head to head with another MVP candidate, lose, and then be like, well, by then, the way, yeah, I'm the what MVP. If, what if the winner uh, starts falling off? No, well, that, no. Well, then bad news. No. Hold on, hold on. By that metric, it was a strong show. That no. By that metric, Josh Allen's already out. Because he already lost to the Dark Horse MVP well, candidate. Oh! See, you took a win. You shouldn't have criticized him. I'll take it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Horse, y'all mocking me. But we are mocking you. Dark Horse. Mocking. 